This is Derek Green from Sepultura. You're listening to The Underground. This is Christian from El Nino. This is Dino Cazares from The Fear Factory. Hey, this is Jerry Only. This is Jesse Leach from Kill Kitchen Gage. Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter. This is Sonny from the band P.O.D. This is Sully Erna from Godsmack. Welcome to the Underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. Jumping into part two of our Chad Gray of Mudvayne and Hell Yeah special. Chad has been kind enough to spend some more time after the unfortunate phone cutouts and whatnot of the first one. Chad, what has been going down, my man? I've been playing guitar, like fucking around with it for like 25 years, right? Yeah. Like for, for years and years, like long before I was ever in a band. I just pick it up and fucking play it, blah, 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 and set it down, and I pick it up and I play it, and set it down. I mean, I go like six months without touching it. I pick it up and I play it and I set it down. And then about a year ago, I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like, I've got the fucking internet. I'm like, da 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 like all this shit. Like, so I got online, I got all my pentatonic scales, I learned all those, my three note scales. I'm just sitting around fucking playing scales and bored as shit. Yeah. You know, but I'm getting faster and faster and faster. And then I, you know, I started taking lessons with a friend of mine who's been teaching for like 30 years and he's a fucking incredible musician. So I got into that, man, and I've been like going back and like, cause like back when I used to play, I would pick it up and I would play like that, like the fucking super fast part in, in Master of Puppets. I'd play that yeah. until I got it fast and I'd set it down. I just went back and I like learned Master of Puppets top to bottom. I learned Creeping Death top to bottom. I learned Fade in Black top to bottom. Like I'm just going through all these old Metallica songs like Blackened. Like literally some of the fucking hardest riffs in guitar, not just in metal, like in all of fucking guitar playing. Yeah. And um, everybody just credits Master of Puppets as their like second coming to Christ album, you know, which which it was for me too. But it's been a lot of fun, man. So like I've been like just starting to get some pedals, and I just I got like a Dean Cadillac I got from Dean, and then I I just bought another guitar the other day, and I just got another guitar today in the mail. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> like, you know, they're all like two and three hundred dollar guitars. Nothing's like some fucking crazy, you know, American like custom pro shop kind of guitar. But they all play really well, and I've got a really good guy, so I can take them and have them set up, and they and they play fantastic, you know. So I've got a guy at EMG or whatever, and I just got an Explorer, like a James Hetfield '84 Explorer replica. So I want to go like traditional old school. So I wanted an EMG '81 and an EMG '60 for the bridge and neck pickups. So he sent me those. So I just got it today. So I'm going to take it, and I'm going to basically get it as true as I can to the guitar player, to the guitar that. Hatfield played in the 80s wow. or whatever. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, with the same, the same pickup. Yeah, the same pickups. It's been a lot of fun, man. And I think it's helped my ear a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just playing and just notation, note selection, and just fucking noodling around on it. It's finding different note combinations that you like, you know, and you, I can bring that to singing, you know? So, yeah. and I've kind of thought about, you know, for years I've been thinking about doing my own, kind of my own thing or whatever, and just releasing it as Chad Gray or the Gray or whatever. Having a reason just, just to continue on after all this other shit falls off, you know, because I'm a, I'm a fucking realist, you know, I'm 50 years old and I'm not telling myself, oh, you got 20 more years at this because come on, like I said, I'm a realist. I know that I'm on the back end of this career, you know, so 
but I've had a lot of fun doing it and I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing right now. I mean, we're so fucking excited to be coming down there again. It's been like 18 years or something like that, which is absolutely ridiculous. But it's honestly, it goes back to the people that we were at bed with back then, like our managers and shit like that. They made more money with us than America. So they kept us in America. When we went to Australia, we did Big Day Out, and then we went back down there again, and we were with AJ, and we went to dinner with him and his wife, and we sold the fucking Sydney Roundhouse or whatever the fuck that place was out in, like, no time. And I was a 2,500-seater, and he's like, dude, next time you guys come back, you'll be at the Sydney Arena. Like, I'm sure of it. You guys selling that out that fast and that many people, he's like, there is a want for you guys. So play this fucking show. He's like, when you come back, he's like, you'll be in Sydney Arena, I bet you. And we never went back, you know, because our fucking manager, yeah, that's what people do though. These fucking people, these fucking managers, man, they get their fucking meat hooks into you. And a lot of them, unfortunately, you see really good bands that don't get bigger because their fucking managers aren't walking into places swinging a fucking pipe and beating people up over them (laughs) and championing their band. You know what I mean? And that's what you fucking need in this business. Business is about perception. And if you're not willing to go in and fucking kick fucking ass for your artist, nothing ever happens. And so many managers are just half of least resistant, do as much work as fucking as is absolutely needed and not a bit more. They're fucking fine with taking two or three hundred dollars in commission per show, you know, because that adds up to fifteen hundred, couple thousand dollars a week, and they've got fucking fifteen acts like that, and da 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 da. So you know, they're making pretty good fucking money, and they don't give a fuck, and they're not working, and they're not doing shit. And who suffers? The fucking band yeah. that will fucking live, die, and bleed for their fucking music. Any band member will fucking die for his fucking music. You know, it's the most important thing in the fucking world. And I can say that having been that dude, being honest and being vulnerable and writing challenging music and not writing the fucking, just the regular old fucking dumbed down bullshit. We challenged our fucking listeners. We challenged our fans. You know what I mean? But it was a little bit slightly dangerous and unorthodox topics and fucking unorthodox playing styles and fucking da 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 but we believed in what we did so much and everybody around us was just a bunch of fucking hacks <laughs> and suffered the consequence of that. Australia suffered the consequence of that. Europe suffered the consequence of that. We didn't go over there enough. We didn't come to Australia enough. If we would have had our fucking way, we would have lived down there. Wow. Like, we fucking loved it down there. We couldn't go down there enough. We couldn't go down there enough. And we never got to go. You know, we wanted to go. We loved you guys. We loved the people. We loved that you guys loved Americans because in so many parts of the world we go to, people don't like Americans, you know? (laughs) It's like, I'm not a fucking politician. I'm just a musician. It, it, it just sucks. And it, it's one thing for me to be doing it now and see it because I've done a lot. done a lot in my career. And I'm very, very thankful for the career that I've had. I'm thankful for Mudvayne and I'm thankful for Hell Yeah. And I, I got to play in a band with one of my heroes and I got to come down there and play for you guys with them. And it's been a fucking, it's been a cool, wild fucking ride. And it just bums me out. You see these young fucking bands that are just fucking bleeding for it, man. And I'm looking at them and I've been looking at them a, a few that have been doing it 
for a long time, man. And they're fucking really, really good players and really, really good songwriters. And they're just not, they're not getting the love, man. Mm. You know, so the fucking state of the world right now is just so fucked up. Like you guys did an interview with one of you guys on iPad, basically said that all the new bands sound the same and that kind of went crazy and shit. And I just like, Dude, all new bands don't sound the same. Not all of them. But I, there is this thing that happens. Fucking metalcore, right? So metalcore, bam. The first time you ever heard that was attached to whatever band name. And then bam, there's fucking 30 fucking metalcore bands. Yeah. They all sound the same. Because it was the one band that made it metalcore. And everybody went, we want to be metalcore. And this. You know what I mean? Or name another genre. You know what I mean? Name another like subgenre inside new metal. We all did it too with new metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was corn. They kind of started it. And then, you know, but he had the Deftones, the corn and Deftones. I don't think sound anything alike. You know, I would say the Papa Roach is probably from the new metal category. They don't sound anything like corn or the Deftones. You got Disturbed. They would be considered new metal. They don't sound like any, any of those bands. We don't sound like any of those bands, like musically. You know what I mean? Slipknot, they don't sound like any of those bands. You know, when we did it, when we all did new metal, and like think about back in the day, fucking even Machine Head. You know, Machine Head kind of changed their whole look and everything. And was definitely new metal. Soulfly, which was Sepultura, but Sepultura wasn't new metal. They were metal, and they wanted to be new metal, so they started Soulfly. Soulfly didn't sound like it. You know what I mean? So it's like you got all these fucking people that were part of the new metal movement, but none of those fucking bands sounded the same. Yeah. But it was all lumped in under new metal, right? I mean, am I, am I fucking crazy? Like, to me, all of those bands that I named fit under the new metal subgenre, right? And none of them sound the same, but they were all new metal. Sit them up and down. They don't sound like any of those bands I said. They were new metal, you know what I mean? So to me, I look back and, 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 when, and when I take it back to is and what I said in that last interview is that I think that just naturally my personal roots run deeper than these new some of these new kids or whatever they're looking at their influences are bands that they've liked for two or three years and they want to sound like them you know what i mean well the thing is they didn't have time to process that inspiration so to speak so they end up sounding like them, you know what i mean whereas i my my fucking influences start in the late 70s early 80s and they go through the 80s into the 90s into when my band came out. Like, my metal roots were 20 years deep, starting with in the 70s and shit like that would be Sabbath, and then getting into the early 80s was like Too Fast for Love and Shot of the Devil and Molly Crew, early, 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 early Molly Crew, not fucking anywhere close to the new bullshit. That band is fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, they're just, it's just like, dude, come on, man, really? Like, Tommy can play, Nikki can play, I guess. It's just like, whatever, I'm sure I'll fucking get one based for this, too. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's like, dude, come on, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, I've got these early, early Motley Crue, early, early Metallica, from Metallica to Megadeth, Megadeth to Slayer, fucking Slayer to the Testaments and the Deaths and the fucking obituaries and Deicide and the fucking... Every one of those fucking bands I just named are at least fucking 20 years old. You know what I mean? Like, it, that, you know, that's today. We're, we're, shut the fuck up! <laughs> what are you barking at? There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. What are you barking at? They're barking at nothing. Okay. <laughs> Listen to my house is kind of like living in fucking insane asylum. 
sometimes, you know what I mean? I love it. Anyway, just, just before you so, keep going there, Chad, I was going to say, I wanted to say to you really quickly. Oh, you got a, you got a question? I, I do, because you just brought up that interview <laughs> that we had where you were talking about, you know, where where they pointed out what you... Is this you guys that did it? Yeah. Yeah, we were the ones that did it. And, and someone... Oh, the underground? Yeah, yeah, that's us. Someone picked up on it from an overseas thing, and they, they took one part, but they didn't take the positive parts out of it, which I thought was funny because you were saying that it's great to see the rebirth of all the death metal. I remember you saying like you hadn't heard death metal in like 10, yeah. 15 years, but of course they yeah. focus on the negative and, and that was their clickbait. That's fine. It, I mean, honestly, dude, it's fine. I don't even fucking care. It got out there. It's out there. And, and that's how I feel. And that's what, they, and I'll fucking say it. I'll stand behind it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even more than bands sound like other fucking bands, the thing I'm fucking over is bands that don't fucking play their music. Yeah. That shit is fucking, yeah, I'm fucking over that shit. Like these motherfuckers that roll so much track. It's like, dude, when Ashley Simpson, will you remember that when she was on Saturday Night Live and they fucked up and her drummer hit the fucking wrong song and da 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 and it was straight up lip syncing. That girl got fucking lambasted. She was murdered for that shit. Dude, now that's what people do. They yeah. just don't want to say it. It's like, motherfucker, you are Ashley Simpson. You are Ashley Simpson. If you cannot get on stage and play your shit without a fucking laptop, you are relying way too much on that fucking laptop. <laughs> you are telling me that you cannot play your music without a piece of electronic equipment. And if, they, if you're going to talk about electronic equipment, it better be a fucking keyboard or a fucking guitar play or a guitar or something electronic, not a fucking computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. That has fucking track upon track upon track, fucking guitars stacked, bass stacked, bass stacked, vocals stacked singing to fucking tracks of your own lead vocal. Like, dude, if I fucking piped my own lead vocal into my ears, I would sing perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. crazy. Where if I got to sing along to a track of my own vocals, like a couple tracks of it, and I was just like, my vocal was, could be pulled back, and I just kind of sat in the back of it. Dude, I'd be incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't do that. I don't believe in that shit. Because I come from great... I was inspired by fucking great bands. And great bands never did that shit. Yeah. And I want to carry that on. And you know what? If you don't fucking care that people are doing it, guess what? They're going to do it, and then they're going to do more of it, and then they're going to do more and more and more. And the next thing you know, you're going to be paying too much money for a fucking overpriced fucking concert ticket, and you're going to walk in there, and you're going to listen to these motherfuckers dancing around on stage, lip-syncing to their fucking album. Yeah. They don't have the skills to play it. I'm telling you that I'm going back and playing guitar again. I'm learning all this shit. I'm sitting, and I'm fucking playing it, and I'm bashing my head off the fucking table like, fuck! <laughs> this is so fucking hard. Fuck! But I keep doing it. I keep doing it. I keep doing it. And I'm getting better and better and better. I just don't think people want to practice anymore. I think all people want to do is get in the music business and be fucking successful. There's more to being in the music business than being successful. You get in the music business because you want to be honest. You want to be vulnerable. You want to share that part of you with someone else. You want to fucking give them 
a part of you that can't be seen unless you put it to music. Like there's a part of me that the world knows and they know about me because I share things within my music. I wouldn't be able to share those things without my music. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just walk around and go, eh man, I was my whole fucking life, you know, my dad neglected me, my dad beat the fuck out of me, my dad beat the fuck out of my mom, blah, 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 da 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 You know, I wouldn't just walk around and say that shit, but I can tell that story in my music and I can remind people, you listen to this and it sounds familiar, you're not alone. That's mm -hmm. like one of my biggest messages, man, is to fucking remind people, man, that they're not alone in this fucking crazy ass fucking world that we're all in this shit together and you fucking lean on me I'll lean back on you and we're gonna get through it you know what I mean I wanna be the guy that motivates people and lifts people up I don't wanna be the guy that tears people down I know it sounds weird coming from a guy that just said fuck these people that can't fucking do this <laughs> fuck these people that sound like that you know what I mean it's, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm very honest like I'm very honest in who and what I am and it frustrates me you know it makes me very very fucking frustrated because I play in the what I believe two bands that didn't sound like anybody else. We sound like ourselves. Mudvayne and Hell Yeah. We prided ourselves on that. But it's not easy. It's fucking hard work. You've got to create your own sound. Dude, that's like fucking reinventing yourself. Yeah. It's hard. I did it twice. You know what I mean? I did it fucking twice in two different bands. You know, so... It's a hard job, but you got to do the work. You know, you got to do the work to see the result, right? It's like, I don't know why I'm fat. I've got a gym membership. Well, do you ever go to the gym? No. <laughs> well, you're not doing the work. You know what I mean? You're not doing the work, so you're not going to get skinny. You know what I mean? You're not going to do. You're not doing the work, so you're not going to get fit. Kids just buy a fucking membership. That's what this fucking music business is now. Motherfuckers are just buying memberships and they're just walking in, going, "Hey, I'm ready to be successful. Yeah, I got all my fucking shit over here on tape. You know, I'm going to get on stage, but I'm not going to perform it for you. I'm going to play it though. We're going to hit play. We're going to hit play on the machine, and it's going to play it. We're going to dance around, and, and I'm going to kind of sing to it, but I'm going to be singing to a to a backing track." my own fucking vocal it's like dude it's crazy the amount of people that do that shit now yeah. <laughs> and people just let it go apparently it's acceptable now like motherfucker people god damn you gotta hold people accountable you're just telling me I can just walk in and fucking hit play <laughs> You're not making me want to work very fucking hard. And if you don't want me to work hard, that's exactly what you're going to get. Some shit that sounds like it and work hard to make it. Just like some fucking vanilla bullshit, man. It's crazy to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and angry and pissed off. <laughs> No, no, a hundred percent. I love that right there, Chad. And like, I was going to ask you, man. Like, it's it's about even discovering music and things like that these days. We're talking about the new metal days where I discovered you. Like, it was back in the day. Like, you guys popped up. You did your work. You were on the Saw Two soundtrack. People would discover music through a different whatever. But now it's like everything pops yeah, up. Yeah, and that's it, dude. Honestly, dude. And honestly, dude, I'm gonna just bring you mapping up. We didn't go to Saw. We yeah. didn't go to them and go, hey, man, will you put our song and your shit they came to us that means you're doing something great people are paying attention yeah when people are fucking paying attention you know it wasn't like mudding was fucking influencers back then exactly you know what i mean that now you just gotta be an influencer people throw shit at you but it's just like we did the work for it and then the reward came when they came to us and said hey we like what you guys do will you be a part of our movie we're like yeah fuck yeah go ahead so go ahead go back to your thing yeah no i was just gonna say what are your takes on that do you think it's well obviously i think i i know the answer to this before i ask it but like we would be discovering music through soundtracks and and you have to look for it a lot harder 
whereas now it's just like on your TikToks, on right. on on your platforms and things like that. Whereas you guys did the work back in the day. I wanted to talk to you about that Saw Two mm-hmm. soundtrack and and how you guys landed it. They just said, honestly, dude, they came to us. We didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, I mean, I don't know if our publishing house or because they do that. I mean, they try to get your songs placed. I mean, that's one of their jobs. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't always work. You know, you got to be, I mean, but you know, both people got to be wanting to play ball. You can't just go in and go, hi, I'm blah, 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 and I represent my band, and I've got this song, put it on your soundtrack. <laughs> you got to be like, eh, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. You know, they can say no, but if, if it's cool and if it fits what they're doing, and I think Mudbane, absolutely, what we did definitely fit into a fucking horror scene, you know, so. 100%. And anyway. Are you a big horror guy, Chad? I'm not, man. I'm not not over the top. You know, I know, I know I've got my, you know, Corey is fucking big, you know, fucking, you know, friends of mine are big fucking horror fans. And shit, I mean, I was into it. I like fucking Friday the 13th, stuff like that. But dude, man, so when I was really little, when I was really little, my, my fucking, my, my parents were fucking Satan, dude. Wow. And um, so my stepdad especially, I was fucking, God, I, what, however old I would have been when fucking Halloween came out, right? So I was like seven. Yeah. So I was in, well, no, I was in third grade. So I've been, I was in the third grade. So I've been eight years old, right? So I'm eight years old. I don't really have a background before, but he fucking made me watch it. At eight and I was old. fucking scared to death. And I, yeah, I had fucking forced me to watch it. Not like I was an eight year old kid that wanted to watch it. I was forced to kind of watch it. And I had fucking nightmares of that shit for like a month. He also took me to a fucking drive in movie and made me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which now I love. I love that movie. There, there are horror movies I like, for sure, but I'm not a big horror fan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit around and just watch horror movies. And I have tons of friends that will literally sit, make a bowl of popcorn, and fucking watch horror movies all night. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not that deep. You know, but the Saw thing, I don't know. It's just whatever. They, you know, they saw something and so we just want to put it. Yeah, well, there you go right there. Like, I, I actually always assumed that you were a big horror sort of guy with the, you know, the whole mud vein look and all that sort of thing. Well, yeah, that was more, dude, it was fucking funny. It's like, and I could understand why you would think that. But honestly, the thing about Mudvayne was, like, yeah, it's like I do the blood and all that shit, but that came later yeah. and stuff. When Mudvayne started wearing makeup, the reason was because we were so big into movies. Like, 2001 Space Odyssey, The Shining, da 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 but whatever, like, you know, Kubrick yeah. and stuff. We were big into movies, like, heady movies, like, thought out, like, Dennis Hopper, Blue Velvet, you know, shit like that. Like, a little more artsy, tricky kind of movie. Like, we were inspired by that, and we were inspired by fucking modern art. Like, Jackson Pollock and Barnett Newman and fucking all these crazy McCandensky and all these crazy motherfuckers. So that's what we wanted to do. We believed in a movie, you had a visual, you had a score, and you had content. Contents in the lines, the scores in the music, the visuals on the screen. So we wanted to bring all those three of those parts to music. Because with music, you have content in the lyrics and you have a score that's the music, but you didn't have a visual. The visual was just dudes on stage. Mm. We wanted to bring a full-blown visual. So where I could see where you could get, Mudbane was inspired by horror because of our crazy fucking looks and shit. Our fucking crazy looks were actually more inspired by modern art and just straight up heady movies versus horror movies, you know? We just wanted to bring a visual to music, you know what I mean? And uh, that was the inspiration behind Mudbane. And it was very real and literally we were getting ready to kind of come on the scene. We had already been wearing makeup and then we fucking learned about Slipknot. We're like, fuck, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, granted, they were wearing masks, not makeup, but we, I mean, still, there was a little bit of us kind of sucked the wind out of ourselves. Like, fuck, we were the only ones doing that that we knew of at that time. Yeah. And then boom, here's Slipknot wearing masks. Fuck. But it was cool, and it was rad, and it was good music, and, you know, so I was like, ah, whatever, you know cool fuck it i like it <laughs> but so we weren't really inspired by horror as much but i mean i dude i like i've fucking written like i've definitely written songs like serial killing and fucking like i'm a big serial killer fanatic more which is odd because i'm not a horror guy but i'm very much into serial killing dude my wife and i live on true crime Oh, yeah. That's okay. all we watch is fucking Dateline and fucking 2020s and all the different fucking death die, blah, 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 murder shows and shit about motherfuckers that kill motherfuckers and <laughs> like, you know, the forensics and all, you know, basically forensic files and shit like that. Like, yeah. you know, those kind of shows. Like, I love that shit, but way before, long before true crime, you know, I fucking was like way into serial killers. I read the Richard Ramirez book. I read the fucking John Wayne Gacy book. Like, I read the fucking, you know, all the, obviously the movie Psycho was by Ed Gein. And I wrote a song called Nothing to Gain. And, yeah. you know, like, da 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 So, like, I've written songs about that more, eh, you know, kind of thing. But I still wouldn't consider myself a horror fan. But when it comes to true stories, like, horror movies are generally made up, right? I'm more into the, the motherfuckers that really did it. Ed Gain and fucking John Wayne Gacy and fucking Richard Ramirez and fucking, you know, all of them. Like, you name it. I can fucking go down, I can, I can fucking go down the line for the 100 names that yeah. throw at you. Because they're real. They're fucking real stories. Like, motherfuckers really did this. This isn't a fucking act. This isn't a script. These motherfuckers wrote the script. These motherfuckers wrote the script that ended up becoming scripts because they were so fucked up. They inspired people to write movies about what they did in real life. That shit, to me, is fucking real. But again, I'm more of a real guy versus the creator guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the creative side of really fucked upness. Really fucked upness to me is all those dudes I mentioned. The serial killers. Oh, 100%. Like, those dudes are fucked up. Yeah. Real. Real fucked up. Those are real fucking true stories, man. Crazy. Crazy, bro. Yeah, it's bizarre and it's out there. And I was going to say, Chad, like I was talking about your, you know, your music popping up on the Saw 2 soundtrack and you sort of jumped into the serial killer side of things there. I was wondering, man, what, what sort of has been the best things for you that your music popped up on? Yeah, I mean, that was cool. You know, that was cool. Anything that included our music was obviously fucking right on, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I hear what you're saying, man. Like, most people are like, yeah, I featured on this, I featured on that, but you seem like a, a hell of a lot more of a laid-back kind of guy, and you're talking about your wife and you watching these serial killer documentaries and, and that kind of thing, Chad. So it sort of brings me to the question, what sort of a day in the life for you? Like, you, you guys just... have to, you, let me ask you a question. Yep. Do you guys have the fucking Dr. Death? Have you ever heard of that? Dr. Death? Yeah, I, oh, yes, 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 yeah, definitely. I mean... Oh my god, dude. There's an actual TV show, and there's two seasons, and they're on two different doctors, right? And then there's an actual documentary on that fucking dude. Really? Dude, he's a fucking serial killer with a medical license. It's fucking unbelievable. Watch it. We just finished it. It's incredible. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll go back to your question. Yeah, no, Sorry. 100%, man. I watched that Dr. Death in like a, a year or two ago now, and it was like, wow, that is crazy. So there's a, there's another series. I'll have to check it out. And I was just going to say, what's the sort of a day in the life of you? You're saying you're practicing a whole bunch of Metallica songs and stuff at the moment. How do you spend your time? 
you know, I that's what I'm doing. Literally, you could have asked me a year ago, do you have a hobby? And I'm really like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> cooking. I love to cook. That's my jam with cooking. But now, dude, yeah, I play fucking guitar all day. I, mean, I just fucking get up in the morning, and if I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll come out here and play until I get tired, and I'll go back in and lay down, and I'll fucking get up at 6.30 in the morning, I'll come out here and play, or maybe I'll go back in and lay down, or maybe I'll stay up, and then I fucking just, I just pick it up and play all through the day, just fuck around, sit and watch fucking TV at night with my wife, sit and fucking noodle around on it, you know, in the daytime, I'm more focused, and learning fucking leads, and it drives me crazy, and I want to fucking shoot myself in the head, fucking <laughs> nuts, but fun you get so much out of it man it's just it's so fucking cool yeah no i love that right there man and you say you, you love cooking what's your sort of go-to specialty there what's the chad gray specialty dude man so this fucking week this has been a weird week i mean i'll make anything i bought a uh, a pizza oven that goes in my trader in my smoker and it gets up to fucking 900 degrees recently i started making homemade pizza dough and i let it rest for like four days in the fridge and i take it out and then i make fucking pizzas and i cook it in a 400 piece degree pizza oven it's raw dough and i can make a pizza in about two minutes nice it's fucking incredible and there is such an art if you've ever heard anybody say it it is fucking dead true there's such an art to fucking dough making and pizza making it's crazy i found out the hard way by doing it so, so this week i made a pot of homemade chili and i've been working on this chili like i make a white chicken chili i've been developing that recipe for about 12 years i make a just a regular homemade chili chili and i've been developing that recipe for probably 10 years so this week i made this amazing pot of fucking chili and my wife is just going nuts over it nice so day two for leftovers so I bought this we have something over here called Chili Mac and I don't know if you guys have it there but you put chili on spaghetti noodles right and I'm just trying to keep stay carb conscious like just try to stay health conscious so I bought these noodles made of hearts of palm right hearts of palm the actual hearts of palm they're basically angel hair pasta noodles they make lasagna sheets or whatever but there's no carbs at all so I took the angel hair pasta noodles the hearts of palm put chili in it my wife made just box macaroni and cheese so I took box macaroni and cheese. So I took my noodles and my chili and I put them in a crock and then I, I just put a small layer of macaroni and cheese on the top and then I put another piece of cheese on the top and then I took a cornbread muffin and I put it in my bullet and I buzzed it up and I made cornbread muffins, jalapeno cornbread muffin breadcrumbs and I put that on top of it and then I broiled it. Dude, it's definitely not like some, I mean, I made the chili, everything else kind of whatever, but I can't wait to do it where I make my homemade mac and cheese because I make a homemade mac and cheese that's fucking lights out but to do it with my homemade mac and cheese and do the the layers and oh my god dude but it was so fucking good it was so good i'm like oh my god this is just incredible you need to make it like a a youtube channel there chad make yourself a youtube channel or something cooking with chad (laughs) yeah because i'm a sadness dude you know we talked about it one thing i wanted to do actually was like i would charge for it obviously just because it's so much but basically what I would do is get on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, yeah, right? And then sell like to you and your wife, for you and your girl, want to cook with me. So we get online. I tell you what the ingredients are before we do it. You go get the ingredients. We cook it together. I walk you through it. And we literally, we just sit there and we cook together. And then at the end of it, this is the cool part. This is why you charge. And I wouldn't go crazy. I would charge a lot more. At the end of it, we sit down and we eat dinner together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like two sets of fans pay like a hundred bucks or whatever 
200 bucks, whatever. And then we cook. So you're, you're hanging out with me. I'm cooking. We're talking, blah, blah, blah. We get to fucking hang out. And then we sit down literally with our fucking iPads and shit. And we just sit there and eat dinner and talk. <laughs> and bullshit like that, and man. talk like you and I are right now. Yeah, it'd be fucking fun, man. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be really cool. So you say YouTube or whatever. I thought about doing that, but I've also thought about doing that. And that would just be really cool because I think it would be really fucking special for the fans. Oh, now I could do man. one, sell one, give one away, blah, blah, blah. Do giveaways and shit like that. I'd love to give back, man. And I love my fucking fans. So I think it would be super cool. I mean, obviously, I would have to charge something for it. You know what I mean? But I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. I really do. Yeah, that'd be fantastic right there because that's the reason. I, I like to like find out surprising facts and things like that. So I, I didn't know that you were so into cooking, which is really cool, Chad. Oh, yeah. That's my thing, man. I'm like, I love it. So we bought our house and it literally might as well have exploded on us. Like literally this fucking bitch that sold it to us. She didn't disclose anything. Like we had to tear our house basically completely down. Yeah. Almost like the shell, the outside shell was everything, but we completely gutted the inside of it. Replumbed it, repiped it, new electrical, new everything, blah, blah, blah. I told my wife, I said, if we're doing this shit, then we are making this a custom house. This is going to be our custom house. So me and my friend built it and we fucking did it, but I have a fucking cooked kitchen. It's beautiful. It's fucking, it's, really open it's got a bar that's right on top of my stove so people can sit there and we can hang out and cook while i cook and it's really cool yeah but i'd love to cook man i'd love it oh man i'd love to see that one day and i wanted to you know change things up and ask the obvious questions here chad like what's the update on on new mud vein uh i don't know dude i really don't man i, I don't know if it's gonna happen or not we have to make sure that we want the same shit yeah you know? My beans is, is another animal for sure, but I don't know. We're we're enjoying doing this, and we're allowed to do this. Can't do this. I think we're just enjoying doing this right now. We'll see how it goes. People keep jumping up and down and kicking and screaming for it. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I can. I never say one day or another what the fuck is going to happen. With all this shit, but I'm just enjoying doing what I'm doing now. That's all I can do. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, so like, okay, so maybe Mudvayne might not happen, but you you were sort of talking earlier on with me there that you might be doing your own solo sort of work. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've already talked to some different people about it. I mean, I've pretty much got a fucking band put together that I would want to guys I would want to play with, and you know, people are fucking stoked about it. Like, if I if I were to do it, I mean, obviously I've got to have the right songs. I've got to have songs. You know? so yeah, I wouldn't do a whole album. My plan is to just write and release shit just kind of as I write it. But, you know, kind of depending on my mood for the day, if I want to write a fucking banger or something like that, then I write a banger. If I fucking feel more a little more emotional, then I write something a little more emotional or, you know, whatever. But just kind of let my mood and whatever state of my life I'm in, you know, kind of dictate what I do. And then just release it as a song. Just release one song. You know, I just do it like that. I look back at, like, writing albums, you know what I mean? Like, I've written 11 albums in my career, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, on each one of those albums, I could say that for sure, like say off of LD50, three of those songs for sure were heard, whatever. You know, were, were actually heard by the people. You know what I'm saying? Because they work single. You know, that's what they fucking do. I, I know for a fact that like two or three songs for each one of those albums were heard, but I don't know how many of the other ones were heard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just don't know. It's a very uh, good point. There's no way for me to know. Yeah, so it's like, I look at it like, goddamn, you know? Say I released 11 albums and three songs 
on every album are definitely heard. That's 33 songs out of what, 150? Yeah. You know, that have actually been heard. So especially like, in this day and age, Chad, sorry to cut you off there, but it, especially in this day and age where it just does yeah. seem like the attention spans are a lot shorter and it really is oh. a singles game. Fucking beyond, beyond shorter, like crazy shorter. Yeah. <laughs> like, stupid shorter. Like, really shorter? <laughs> this is like, dude, but like, you know, all these kids, they don't fucking have what we have. Like, I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, man, like back in the fucking day, we would start, like, because it was Tuesday, every Tuesday, new releases came out, right? We would get in a fucking car and the next morning, and we would drive to the record store. We'd all stand out front, like fucking hundreds of us, stand out front, and then we would fucking go in and we'd buy the album, run out to our car, put it in the car, sit in the parking lot, listen to it, Yeah. take off driving home, listen to it again, get home, put it on our home stereo speaker, listen to it again. It was like this fucking huge production that we did. You know, it was like this massive production. It's just, it's so funny to me. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not funny. It sucks that kids don't do that anymore. Oh, no. They don't do that. You know, they just download it. See you later. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like the, all the good stuff that we had, you know, I don't know if you had it or not, but I had. It's just kind of been like depleted from it, you know? Yeah, Crazy. no. It, like for me, it was like buying an album back in the day. You'd take yourself back home. You'd lock yourself up in the room or whatever, and you'd just sit there and listen to it front to back over and sort of thing. And, and that sort of thing just doesn't happen anymore. No. No way. But then you look at the state of music now, you know, one hand washes the other. It's like, you know, if there's no love for it some way that we used to love it, then there's a love lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Maybe someday they'll get it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there'll be a, a turnaround in things, Chad. But, man, you have been so generous with your time. We've gone through a whole bunch of things. We've discovered that you're no into, into cooking. Great Australian backstories there that you're talking about. Possibly some solo material coming out. In the- I, love your, I love your country, dude. I do. Oh, we it's, can't it's wait to have you back. incredible, and you guys have always been so fucking good to us, and we love to be able to give back. It's important to me. I've got really great friends down there that I've seen when I was down there and met down there and I've seen that have come to the United States and make it a point to seek me out and visit me when they're here and just nothing but love for you guys, dude. Thank you so much for what you do. You're clearly, you guys are, I've got a cool thing going and, and I appreciate you trying to make what I said positive. It doesn't surprise me at all that they made it negative, so don't worry about that. But I appreciate you at least attempting to put a positive spin on it because I, I really don't want to be the old guy that's the fucking negative old guy. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but it's just like, fuck, man. Yeah. It fucking breaks. The majority of the people were agreeing with you is the thing that was funny about it. But they, yeah, there was definitely a negative spin put on it, unfortunately. You know what? They can spin it all they want. I don't give a fuck. That's on them. It's on me to deliver the, the truth as I see it. And it's like back in the day, only great men got to be heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think think about like John F. Kennedy and fucking Martin Luther King Jr. And da, da, da. These are fucking great men who fought and fought and fought to build a platform for themselves to step up on and be heard. Nowadays, everyone has a fucking platform. Everyone's able to be heard. But the unfortunate part is no one has anything to fucking say. And that's fucking sad because everybody has the platform, but nobody has anything to say. Nobody has anything to say that's interesting or compelling or moving or motivating or anything it's just all negative and fucking algorithmic and blah 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 and this is what works and this is what doesn't it's like dude the truth fucking works 
don't forget about the truth. The truth fucking works. The truth's worked for a million fucking years. Don't forget about that. These motherfuckers, they don't want to, they don't want to talk about the truth. They just want to talk about whatever gets people to fucking, just fucking clickbait. You know, it's like fucking so lame. I get it. That's the world we live in, but you don't have to buy into it to the extent that these motherfuckers buy into it. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? You could have a little bit of backbone and a little bit of fucking integrity, but you choose not to. Great. Thank you. You just made everybody fucking stupider. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Good no. work. But everybody needed to be stupider. <laughs> Very well said, Judd. Well, man, before I let you go, is there anything else that we need to know about? I don't think I don't think it's possible for you. I, I, don't think so. I think we covered everything, buddy. I think we certainly did. Like I said, I very much appreciate your time. Mudvayne heading our way in February. You got it, man. Love, Love what you guys are doing. Can't wait to see you down there, man. I hope I get to see you at one of the shows or a couple or whatever. Oh, very um, much, man. I'll be in Melbourne. Sure they, Look. Make sure you talk to whoever you talk to to get be put in touch with us, and Chip, we'll take care of you down there, okay? Oh, thank you, man. It'll be great to meet you in person. Thank It'd be you. a wasted trip if I don't get to meet you, buddy. <laughs> You're a great man. Thanks, Chad. Mudvayne, of course, playing in Australia right here on the 14th at Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane, the 16th at Horton Pavilion in Sydney, the 17th Festival Hall in Melbourne, the 19th Hindley Street Music Hall in Adelaide, and wrapping things up on the 21st at Metro City in Perth. You can grab your tickets at thephoenix.au. Be sure to check this man out at Chadness on the socials. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.